Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard the number. You can call in to Calvary Live, and you can ask your questions and uh, give your prayer requests. So I want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. So blessed to be with you for the next hour. My name is Jeff Figs. I have the privilege of hosting on Tuesdays. And I am the pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. As most of you know, that Calvary Live is a program where you, the listener, get to call in and be live on the air. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000. We have all open lines. Grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of the Lord, and let's get answers, and let's be comforted and edified and encouraged and built up in every way. And what a blessing it is that we can have a program where we can do that. You know, there's a lot of talk radio and programs and all of that that are uh, out there. And um, what a blessing it is that we get to focus on and we get to prioritize uh, the Word of God. We get to focus on the things of the Lord. So maybe you got a question that has arisen up uh, that uh, you uh, were thinking about or are wondering uh, if you could get some clarity and understanding. Maybe your devotions has brought up a question. Maybe somebody uh, has prompted a question in your discussions with them or uh, maybe a teaching you heard. Maybe perhaps you got a question about Christian living and some of the uh, things, how do we react to those things that are around us? What's our worldview as Christians? So give me a call, 303-690-3000. And also to be able to pray with you and and to um, be able to encourage you in any way that I can. That's really what this show is about. And so I'd love to hear from you. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the front range. We got another beautiful day, don't we? Fall is so beautiful here in Colorado. And I hope you're having a blessed day, whether you're in traffic uh, in the metro area or whether you're out in uh, the high plains of rural Colorado. Uh, I'm so glad that you're tuned in, and uh, I hope that uh, you're having a blessed day, and I want to be able to continue to bring that blessing to you here on Calvary Live. So if you are able, give me a call at 303-690-3000. I'm sure that there are those of you who are out there as you're listening on Grace FM, you're listening live today, all along the Front Range in Colorado from Pueblo, Fountain, Colorado Springs on 101.7. And then also, as you are listening on 89.7 in northern Colorado from Castle Rock up into southern Wyoming. Love to hear from you guys in Wyoming and Cheyenne and Laramie and and, uh, as you head out towards the Nebraska Panhandle. Um, So 303-690-3000, there's a second means for you to be able to uh, ask a question or uh, for a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line, and that is 720-336-0897. I'll be repeating those numbers um, throughout the program. 720-336-0897 is the dedicated text line. 
And be sure that you're safe when you're texting. I want to read to you as we're waiting for calls to come in. And uh, as uh, we uh, are uh, waiting for the phones to ring, so give me a call. Uh, I want to read to you from Isaiah 55. I was looking at this as we're getting ready to study Revelation chapter 18 on Wednesday nights. And on Wednesday nights, as we're going through the book of Revelation, um, chapter uh, 18 is talking about uh, the end of the uh, commercial Babylon. Chapter 17 was the judgment that came upon religious Babylon. And so um, there's going to be a worldwide false church in the tribulation period that will be on the scene, that will be supported, first of all, by the Antichrist initially in the first half of the tribulation period and by the kings of, uh, you know, the uh, nations of the world that are supporting the Antichrist. But then the Antichrist is going to turn on that false world church uh, because in the middle of the tribulation period, he alone wants to be worshipped. And so um, we looked at that quite uh, carefully last time. Chapter 18, sometimes people get confused. Well, we thought we saw Babylon be uh, destroyed or judged in chapter 17. Chapter 18 talks about commercial Babylon, and so we'll be looking at that. And, you know, the worldly system, all that is going to come to an end as well. And I can't help but think about it. I was reading today in my own devotions from Isaiah 55 that says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance and incline your ear and come to me. Here and your soul shall live. And so as we read that, uh, we are uh, you know, reminded that there is abundant life, and there is living water that we can come to that is free. And I know that for a lot of you that are listening, that um, we get tired, and um, we can get distracted, and we can get weighed down even with the cares of life. And Jesus gave a warning about that, uh, that don't get weighed down with worldliness and with cares of life. Now, we all got cares of life, uh, but we can get so distracted away from the Lord, and we think that um, it's going to satisfy us as we pursue uh, different things uh, of the world, and uh, we need to pursue the Lord. And maybe you are listening right now, and you feel thirsty. You feel thirsty in your soul. You feel tired. We want to pray for you. We want to encourage you, and we want to bless you in any way that we can and to take you to the Lord. It reminds me that two, uh, 700 years after Isaiah wrote this, that um, Jesus stood on a hillside, and he said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come learn in me, um, and take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And so maybe perhaps you just need prayer, and uh, maybe you need um, just uh, to be encouraged, or maybe you need a word from the Lord, we're here to minister to you. So give me a call. And the number again is 303-690-3000. Again, we got all open lines is what I can see. And so uh, grab one of those open lines and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Again, the text number is uh, 720-336-0897. And we're going to check the text and see if there's anything there. 
and we don't have anything in the text, so um, we invite you to call into today's program. This is really your program uh, for you to be able to uh, call in and ask questions and to be able to um, ask questions. So give me a call, and let's talk about the Lord. Again, I want to remind you of um, our study on Wednesday night, and that is in the book of Revelation. And so i uh, love to be able to uh, have you come out. You can check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, and we have service at 7 o'clock, and we've got a place for all the kids and uh, for the youth as well. And then Sunday mornings at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, we have a study in First Timothy. So love to have you come out for that as well here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, let's go to a text question that has been asked, and that is, does the Antichrist show up before or after the rapture? And um, there is, um, you know... Um, uh, the uh, um, Antichrist that will come on the scene the beginning of the tribulation period. Um, and uh, at the beginning of the tribulation period, in, in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 2, the first seal being opened up, the Antichrist comes on the scene. Um, we know that it correlates with what Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 says, and that is in the beginning of the week, or that is in the beginning of the tribulation period, the Antichrist will make a covenant with Israel or confirm a covenant for one week. And so uh, he's going to be on the scene at the beginning. And so what view you take of the rapture of the church depends on whether the Antichrist you believe is going to show up before or after the rapture. I'm going to give you a short answer, and that is that um, I believe that we're going to be raptured before that final seven-year period called the tribulation period. So uh, the Antichrist... Uh, we will not see the Antichrist. Um, there's nowhere in the New Testament that I can read that says that we are to be looking for the Antichrist, but it's always told to us that we're to be looking for Jesus Christ. But also I believe that Paul tells us something very important uh, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that he says that, um, that the mystery of lawlessness is at, already at work, only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. So Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 has been talking about the Antichrist, um, and he's been talking about uh, how he's going to go into the rebuilt temple, proclaim himself as God, and he is going to be restrained, what we are told, until only he who now restraints will do so until he's taken out of the way. And I believe that's speaking of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in Christians. When we're taken away, then the Antichrist is going to be able to come on the scene. But we're really a restraining factor, I believe. I believe that we're a restraining factor for lawlessness to completely take over. And um, when the church is gone, then we're going to see that the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. So a quick uh, answer to uh, your question. So... I believe that we're to always keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, not to be looking for the Antichrist, because he is going to show up after the church is raptured and we're taken out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. 303-690-3000. you got a couple open lines. Let's go to Lori in Denver. Hi, Lori. 
Yes. Lori, you're on Hi. Calvary Live. How are you? Okay, great. Good. I'm doing fine. I'm driving home from work. Okay. My daughter is a sophomore in college. She goes to school in Arizona. And um, last June, she was hit by a drunk driver. She was in her car. Um, she has knee and neck problems, and the neck problem is not going away. And um, she's starting to get really down and a little depressed yeah. about that. I think probably just the chronic pain and not sleeping at night. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray for her. You know, I got a son who's a sophomore in college. So, you know, I, I can understand the pressure that she's under because college is stressful enough. Um, with all the studies and everything, and then this on top of it. And I'm so sorry that she was in that accident and uh, hit by a drunk driver. And um, it's a real problem, Um, drunken drugs, uh, drivers. And um, we need to continue to just pray for safety for our kids and, and, and get the word out. And um, but let's pray for her. So, Father, I pray for Lori's daughter who is in college, and college is stressful. Um, I got a couple kids in college, and I know that it can be a strain and keeping up with studies and everything else that's going on. And when you have physical infirmities on top of that, it can be very difficult. So I do pray that her daughter, you bring healing as she's uh, recovering, as um, she's dealing with all these things, that you bring relief to her neck. Uh, t- to her uh, knees, the Lord, just bring healing to her, that she'd be able to focus on her studies, that she wouldn't get discouraged, overwhelmed with discouragement. But Lord, I just pray that you be with her and give her the grace and sufficiency every day that she needs to, to be able to continue in school, um, to uh, go through, if she's going through physical therapy or anything like that, to be able to do that and all the things that are in front of her, that, Lord, you just help her, strengthen her, bless her. Lord, bring healing to her. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for calling. We're going to continue to pray and keep us updated, okay? Will do. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, that's um, difficult um, when we hear that happen. And uh, and uh, so always praying for our kids that are out on the roads and for all of us out on the roads. And and um, so we're going to continue to pray for Lori's daughter. Hey, give me a call at 303-690-3000. Maybe perhaps you need prayer. Or maybe you got a question. And I'd uh, love to be able to talk with you and, and pray for you. Um, let's go to uh, our next caller. Uh, let's go to Deal in Aurora. Hello. Hello, Deal. Did I say that right? Yes. How are you? Olga Deal, but Deal is shorter. But um, the reason why I'm calling is to for you to help me pray for my son. My son. Absolutely. It was uh, served by his wife. Wanted to go through divorce. He said, "Let's just separate," and she wanted to go through divorce. Uh, They went to trial and wait uh, about nine days before the judge made a decision whether one of them should move out of the house until the divorce is completed. And uh, they decided that they both should stay, remain in the house for the sake of the children. 
But the prayer that I request your pastor is that she's verbal abuse in him is it's not complying with the request of the judge, uh, mm-hmm. how they're supposed to live. But I'm just asking for a prayer that God will strengthen his spirit. He was yeah. a Christian in 2006 when he married her. She was Catholic, and, and mm-hmm. we begged him not to, not to do it. And he insisted that she'll change. Never did. And... um so, you know, he remained uh, the way he was, uh, away from Jesus in the church. In October last year, he made a commitment to go back to Jesus. And um, in February this year, it just broke loose thing in their home. I, I believe she's dating somebody else. That doesn't matter. Okay. I just want prayer for Let's, God to strength. Yeah. He's holding his Deal. spirit. Yeah, and you're hurting for your son. And so, Father, we do pray. We pray for Deal's son. Lord, I'm glad that he's come back to you. And, and Lord, I just pray that you would strengthen him and comfort him. Lord, I pray that you would even work a miracle, um, even though um, this divorce is in process um, and is very difficult that you would bring healing to this marriage because that is your desire. And Lord, that you would get a hold of her heart, um, that you would get a hold of um, Deal's daughter-in-law, and Lord, that she would see the transformation in her husband. Uh, And even though it seems like there's anger or whatever the case may be, but Lord, that you can intervene, and I pray that you would. And I do pray, Lord, that your son would be able to have fellowship and be encouraged by some brothers in the Lord and because um, he needs that. And I pray for the children. I pray for Deal's grandchildren that um, it's very difficult for them. So, Lord, you know the circumstance. You know everything that's going on. But Deal loves her son and her grandchildren. And, Lord, I pray that you would help her, Lord, to just have the grace to be able to pray for her daughter-in-law. And, Lord, we lift her up, and we pray for a changed heart. We pray for a miracle. We pray for comfort. And, Lord, that you would intervene. And so, Lord, draw her to yourself. Help her realize that she needs you. And um, she needs you for salvation. She needs you um, to help her be the mother and um, that you called her to be. And, Lord, bring in healing uh, to this marriage and restoration and forgiveness in every way, Lord. So I just pray that you would do that work in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, absolutely. Thank you so deal. much. Have a wonderful afternoon. You call Bye. anytime you need prayer, okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Very, very difficult. And um, and uh, it is. And our heart aches when we hear that, the fracturing of families and of couples, and maybe you need prayer. Uh, maybe you got a family member that has concern. Also, we're here to answer your questions. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, so give me a call, and we'd love to be able to pray with you or to be able to answer your questions. And uh, I know that all of us need prayer. All of us have people that we're concerned about. We all go through, you know, um, the hurts and the difficulties and the challenges that are in our families. And I want you to know that keep praying. Keep praying for your family members. Uh, keep giving them to the Lord. Don't stop. 
And even as I read at the beginning of the show, go to the Lord when you need refreshment and when you need to be encouraged and, and when you need to be strengthened because he's there for you and he loves you so much. So I just want to say that maybe you're listening in and you're going through some family things and maybe you're going through some difficulties and you think, uh, Lord, you know, where are you? Lord, um, do you still love me? And he does, because there's nothing nothing that separates, um, you know, him from us, his love for us. And, and Paul said, what can separate us from the love of God in Romans chapter 8? Can tribulation or distress or, or famine? And, and Paul had gone through all that. But one thing that he knew is that the Lord loved him. And I love what Isaiah chapter 54 has to say, For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. So I want you to know that he's there, and he's listening, and he desires to work on your behalf. So if we can pray for you, let us pray for you. So, hey, let's continue with phone lines. we got an open line, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Roxanne in Pennsylvania. Roxanne? Hello. How are you, Roxanne? Hello, Pastor. I'm doing well. Um, I had talked to you a few months back, and um, I had asked you to pray because I felt like I was at a crossroads where I work with Alzheimer's patients, and yes. maybe I was mm-hmm. feeling, I don't know, a little bit burnout. I, I feel like I get like this maybe every five years or so, I've been having the blessing of working where I am for uh, the last almost 11 years, and maybe about every five years I kind of get like this, and I have gotten a clear answer to my prayer. (laughs) It it seems like I go out the front door, I put out resumes, and then somehow the Lord directs me right back to the beginning of my journey of trying to leave where I am. And I just feel like that's my mission field, and that's where my gifts and talents lie. And to be in the service of a Most High God is indeed uh, an honored post, and I don't think I'm going to be trying to leave again. My my workplace because it, it it seems like a lot of time and energy goes into putting these resumes and doing right. maybe even I went on a couple interviews and then I just am right back where I started and I thank God for that because I was praying for His will the whole time and um yeah but I think yeah. whenever you're in God's will you know. It's not going to be an easy paper out, you know what I mean? It's, right, it, yeah. You're going to have your challenges, and, um, you know, I think the enemy, you know, he's, I don't know, he's like always there, but God is too, and, you yeah. know, there's just times, I think, when you're in God's right. will where you can get discouraged because, um, you know. Yeah, and you will, Roxanne, and that happens to yeah. all of us, and uh you know, we get discouraged. We wonder, Lord, do you have me here? Am I to continue in this place? And you've been praying, as you called a couple months ago, and yeah. the Lord has a way of showing us and confirming those things. Well, and he does you... it, and it's not like, 
I, I think when I was a young Christian, it, it was harder to understand his will. But it's really not that hard because when you're praying that you want his will to come to pass, um, you know, it's just shut doors or open doors. So if you try and, you know, exit my workplace, right, and right. Uh, it keeps being open doors, open doors, open doors, then that's the correct you know, right. path that and, he wants me to travel in. Yeah. And then if I pray for his will and it's just like shut doors and I know, okay, right. this isn't what yeah. you want for me. And we should thank our Lord for those closed doors because there have been some doors that I have tried to pry open with a crowbar and been very sad that I did. It doesn't did. work, so. does it? <laughs> yeah. You know, Roxanne, in Revelation chapter 3, it tells us, that he's the one that opens doors that no man shuts, and he shuts doors that no man open. And and as we pray to the Lord like you did, going to the Lord, and, Lord, is there something different that you want me to do? There's nothing wrong in doing that. But he'll open doors, and he shuts doors. And like you said, if he shuts the door, don't try to pry it open. Don't, you know, bang your head against it. There's a reason. And, and I think that, you know, what you're talking about, Roxanne, can be an encouragement to all those who are listening, because I'm sure I am almost positive that there are people that are listening right now to this program that are discouraged or wondering, Lord, should I continue in this? I mean, even those in ministry, we can go through seasons like that. Should I continue? And and because the enemy does try to discourage us or we get discouraged ourselves or we get weighed down. And, you know, um, there's one uh, Bible teacher I remember uh, that they asked him that they they said do you do you ever feel like quitting? He says every Sunday when I you know come home from doing the services, and then he says every Monday I'll give it one more week, and you yeah. know we can we can feel that way. But the thing is, is the Lord will confirm it by giving us the peace that rules in our hearts, and mm-hmm. and in that still small voice to continue to be there. And Roxanne, you said something very important. You said this is my mission field. And yeah. all of us have a mission field where he places us, you know, yeah. at that workplace. And, and some may be listening to this right now saying, you know, where I work is a mission field. Yes, it is, because as hard as it might be and as difficult, you may be the only light that is there and well, the only amen. gospel. And and that's so true. Yeah. 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 And so don't, don't despise the day of small things. Trust in the Lord that he's got you there for a purpose. And we need to look at the big picture of um and it can be hard and it can wear on you but the lord will give you the grace to be there and to be that witness so roxanne i i, I appreciate you following up and uh, amen and, and uh, i have a special uh, prayer request okay sure. and this doesn't have anything to do with that but um just uh you know now that i'm getting older you know i've been putting on a couple pounds and i had went to the Weight Watchers, I lost 70 pounds for my daughter's wedding, and now I've regained all of it except for 20 pounds. So if you could just, you know, Absolutely. say a little prayer, because I, 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 I feel like I'm going to develop health issues if I don't get this off again. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Oh. And that can be a concern. So, Father, I pray for Roxanne. As she's getting older, as we get older, even as I am, it can be easy to put on weight. And, Lord, we want to be healthy. You know, uh, we want to be able to be around as long as you would have us. And so, Lord, help us take care of our bodies, which is called the temple. 
And Lord, help Roxanne to lose that weight that she lost and to be able to keep it off and to be able to uh, minister um, to her family and to those uh, at her workplace as she sees the mission field. So, Lord, just help her. Just help her and, um, you know, whatever plan that she has to be able to exercise and, Lord, to take that weight off. And uh, I thank you for her call. I thank you for her encouragement. And um, and we just lift her up to you. And I just pray for, I just pray for Roxanne. Um, I just pray for a special blessing upon her as she's in that place of work. Um, and she would see it as that mission field in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Roxanne. Hey, we're going to break. So... Uh, everybody, hang on. 303-690-3000. we got an open line. And Thank we're going you, to be Pastor. back. Thank you, Roxanne. We're going to be back in about two minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard those two numbers that you can uh, call at 303-690-3000 to be on the air. I'd love to have you be able to do that. we got an open line. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I'm Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. And I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests and so love to be able to do that. We had a great first half. Hope you're having a blessed day. Welcome everyone who's tuned in today. Want to continue to be a blessing to your day. And uh, so uh, give me a call um, at 303-690-3000. Let's continue with the conversations. Let's continue going to the throne of grace in time of need. Let's continue going to the Word of God to get encouragement and to get answers and to receive truth. And what a blessing it is. As I said at the opening of the show, lots and lots of talk show radios and TVs and uh, all that stuff. But, you know, what a privilege it is for us who are listening right now to be able to go to the Lord, to, you know, to be able to go to the Word of God. And, and that's such a tremendous blessing. And uh, so we want to do that. Matter of fact, we're going to do that. Let's go to Kathy in Maryland. Kathy? Hi, Pastor. Thanks for holding. Sure. I have a question for you. Absolutely. My family and I left the Catholic Church a few years ago. My parents mm -hmm. are still very much Catholic. I had a conversation yes. with my dad about being saved, and he told me that he is assured that he is saved. He has asked Jesus to forgive all his sins. He believes that Jesus died on the cross for his sins and that he is the Savior of the world. Um, and he believes he is saved, yet he prays the rosary. He believes in Catholic priests to forgive his sins. He believes in the Pope, and he participates in the Mass. And I don't know how to come back from that and, and say anything to him, but I have a question. Is he saved? You know, let me ask you this, Kathy. What is it that saves us? What what saves us is their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And, and Kathy, I, I know some of what you're dealing with because my family, I was raised Catholic and mm. um, very much uh, involved in the Catholic Church and, um, and our whole family. And a large family back in Kansas where I grew up 
lots of cousins. We were all raised Catholic. Uh, I was an altar boy, very much involved my grandparents. And and I remember having uh, a discussion, um, and you know, not to give a long testimony about my family, but my sister, um, who is a pastor's wife, uh, married to Bob Davis, who pastors North Country Chapel up in Idaho, at Calvary Chapel. Um, she's the first one that really got saved in our family and started going to a Calvary Chapel. And then, you know, the rest of us started going, and that's how we broke away from the Catholic Church. And my dad never went. He was raised Lutheran, and he never went to church. As as long as, um, you know, I was, you know, uh, in the house, and when I became an adult, he didn't get saved till later when he was almost 70 years old, um, mm. when he— um, came to Calvary Chapel and received Christ. Um, so, you know, your your dad gave the right answer. He gave the right, right answer in that I believe in Jesus. He died for my sins. And um, I believe that, um, you know, he's alive and he's my Lord and Savior. I would just keep pointing that out to him, that it's Jesus that saves, not the Catholic Church. Because we know Catholic uh, that there's a lot of things that the Catholic Church that will even teach that some people have a false sense of salvation. Um, mm-hmm. It isn't because they've gone to confession. It isn't because they were infant baptized. It isn't because of any of those things, because they took a communion. And I would just keep feeding him the Word of God, keep giving him Jesus, keep showing him the grace and love of Jesus Christ, even read some scripture to him. Um, but, uh, you know, God really knows if he's saved, but he gave a right answer in that everything else isn't going to save him. It's a false hope. Um, but we deal with that here because a lot of people here at Calvary Chapel have come out of the Catholic church. And we Mm -hmm. had an instance of a a man who's nine, nearly 90 years old, gone to Catholic church all his life. And he came and he got saved a couple months ago here. But the the Catholic Church still has a lot of pull on him, um, and he'll he'll go back there sometimes, and um, and we just graciously just minister to him, keep giving him the Word of God, uh, keep giving him Jesus, and that's what you're to do. And um, as he hears more of the truth of God's Word, because it has a work, um, and it, it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And as you're giving him Jesus and keep focused on Jesus Christ and him crucified. And when Paul came into Corinth, he writes in his you know first letter to them, he said, you know that when I first came to you, I came with a single message, and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. You keep giving that to his father, uh, to your father, and um, you keep praying for him and giving him truth. And... Um, reminding him that Jesus did it all on the cross, and that's what you're to do, and um, and then entrust him to the Lord. But if he keeps going, if he keeps um, praying the Rosary, and um, and believing in the Pope and going to the priest to forgive his sins, yet he said all the right things, like you like you acknowledged. Yeah. Um, will he be saved? I, he thinks he is saved. Yeah. Here's the thing that saves you, is your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, okay? That's what saves you. Everything else, it doesn't save you, even if, you know, the false hope and everything else. 
And so that's why I would encourage you to keep focus on that and keep okay. keep giving him truth because yeah, the rosary, you know, there's a there's a lot of things that um and make sure that he understands that there is eternal life, you know, and he he knows that, but there is no purgatory. Um mm-hmm. and and things like that and to to remind him that Jesus is sufficient. He did everything. So that's what you're to pray that he comes to understand that. Because, you know, he's been in Catholic Church all of his life. Mm-hmm. And and so now he needs to come to know the truth. So what, one of the things that we have found is when we start reading the Bible, you know, to my family members, to my mom, and, and then she saw the real transformation that was taking place, and my dad as well, they knew that there was something true in that. And, and um, I, I think that a lot of people in the Catholic Church are really hungry and and they love God, but they never have been grounded in truth. So keep grounding him in truth and giving him that. And, you know, the rosary, we don't pray to Mary. There's only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, that Paul writes to Timothy. And we just went over that um, in First Timothy chapter 2 on Sunday morning. Um, and it seems like every time that we go through the scriptures, there's people that come out and say, you know, I was raised in the Catholic Church. I never knew that. Uh, I, I was taught something different, so continue very gently, and and, um, and um, you know with love, speak the truth in love, and and keep talking to him about these things, and okay. tell him, Dad, I lo- I love you, and I want to okay. make sure that you're coming to heaven with us, and truly to understand the gospel that you have sinned and. Jesus died for your sins, and he rose again, and that he did it all, and he's sufficient for your salvation. Just, you know, talk to him about those things, and it sounds like you have. Um, but that's yeah. what we did with our parents. And um, and finally, Dad came to church, and he raised his hand, you know, when the gospel was given, and he started carrying his Bible around. It was amazing. And, okay. and you do that with your dad, okay? And okay, thank pray- you so much. Let's, let's pray for him, okay? Okay, please. So, Father, I do pray. I, I pray for um, Kathy's father um, that he would truly know. You're the one that knows the heart, that, um, that he would really, truly make the gospel his gospel. Truly, um, that you would become his personal Lord and Savior, that you would give Kathy just um, wisdom to speak truth into his life. And to know that those other things don't bring salvation. They don't bring righteousness. Um, there's only one mediator between God and man. That is the man, Christ Jesus. It's not Mary or the patron saints or any of those things. It's not religiousness. Um, it is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that Kathy would be able to just focus on that message, how wonderful it is to know the Lord. And for him to just be able to pray and to be able to have that relationship and grow in the Word of God. So, Lord, I pray that you would do that transformation. Lord, that you truly would um, do that work in his heart. You, you're the only one that knows the heart, and that, that Kathy would just entrust him to you, and we do that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. You bet, Kathy. We'll be praying for you. Keep keep giving okay. them Jesus. That's the okay, key. Okay, I will. Keep giving them Jesus. Okay. God okay. Bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, and maybe you're out there and, you know, um, 
the world is very religious, um, but religion won't save anyone. It's relationship with Jesus Christ, and that's what we want to tell people. And uh, we want to tell them that um, that being a Christian is recognizing our need to be forgiven of sin because we've all sinned. It's the greatest need of any man or any woman that Jesus Christ went to the cross and died for our sins, and he rose again, and he proved that he's the Son of God who conquered sin and death, and um, that uh, he is alive and that Jesus is our hope. He is not a hope. He is the hope, the only hope that there is. He is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And to be able to proclaim that with love and, and with gentleness, and, and, uh, but with conviction as well, people need to hear the gospel. Jesus Christ is alone our hope and the gospel. Well, we'll be praying for Kathy and um, and just appreciate her concern for her dad and uh, ministering to her dad. Hey, let's go to Joshua and Greeley. Hey, Josh. Hey. Joshua, how are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Good. What can we do for you? Well, uh, let's see. Well, I got out of work early today, and... uh, Lord has just been blessing me with, with just blessings upon blessings. I have come back uh, to the uh, to the to God to Jesus Good. in the past couple of years, and I have Great. been very involved in uh, in my church in uh, Windsor, uh, Calvary Chapel uh, of Windsor with Scott. Yeah. And uh, great, great, great today, place. Oh yeah, See, yeah. I'm, I'm. It's amazing, and like I said, I'm very involved over there. And before I left work today. My boss pulled me aside and was just like, hey, there's going to be a uh, supervisor position open, and I'd really like you to apply for it. And mm. pretty much saying that I'm a shoo-in for the position. But with that being said, it would change my schedule, and I wouldn't no longer be able to go to church. It would be a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday position. Oh, okay. And even Wednesday night, because I know Scott has a Wednesday night over there. Yeah, and it would be every other Wednesday, and I and it's okay. uh, it's a thirteen hour. Uh, I work thirteen hours a yeah. day. You work long, long days. I yeah. do. I live in Greeley, and I commute to Brighton every every morning. Mm-hmm. My day starts yeah. at three forty five every morning. So, wow, wow, you and, do get up early. <laughs> so, I mean, it's such a blessing, and it's a great opportunity for me. And uh, we had been praying about, you know, trying to get my mother up here because she's getting on in age. And mm-hmm. with this would be a, a substantial increase in pay. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, yes, is, is that God opening up doors? Of course. Yeah. And But yeah. at the same time, it would close off me to be able to go to church. Yeah. Which and, I— and that, Yeah. You know, yeah, which is important. You've already expressed how important it is, and it is important, and and so that's something that you got to pray through. Um, Joshua is, you know, Lord, you you know, this door seems to be opened up, but as you pray, as Colossians three says, that He'll give you a peace that rules in your heart, and um, and I think that the Lord is going to honor you and speak to your heart and give you a peace, whether, yes, I have the peace to take this job, is going to provide for my family, or is it, um, you know, um, I don't have a peace about this, and you're trusting in the Lord. Um, so 
I, I you know, in the Old Testament, they used to have the Irma and the Thummim, Joshua, and uh-huh. and uh, and so somebody would come and ask a question. They didn't know exactly what it was, and they think the high priest maybe it was two stones. One was black, one was white, and you know he pull out a stone and say yes or no. That'd be nice if you know you could go to Pastor Scott and say, Scott, should I should I do this? But <laughs> we don't have that. We have something much better, don't we? And that oh, is, do. you have the Holy Spirit and to speak to you. And and as I've said many times on this show, He'll give you a peace that that um, that rules in your heart. And that word "rule" means an umpire. He's going to make the call. And and that's what we're going to pray for you right now. Lord, give us, give me a piece about this, and um, and look for opportunities. You know, um, if there's any other times you can be with the brethren or men studies or anything like that. But you right. know, fellowship is important, and um, there may be um, some things that the Lord's going to show you as you pray through this and stuff. But but the other thing too is um, that he promises that he will be a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it go to the right or go to the left, and um, so I have confidence that the Lord's going to show you that and I really believe Joshua he's going to honor your heart because uh, most people wouldn't even consider church, but you are because you know how important how much of a blessing and benefit it has been to your family. And uh, and Calvary Windsor is a great place to be and to be able to grow. And um, you have a great shepherd over there. And uh, so um, I believe he's going to show it to you, and he's going to guide you. We have the uh, our men's retreat is coming up this weekend, too. So that is something, I mean, automatically I was just like, well, <laughs> this is something I need to pray about. But, yes, it's right. just I didn't think it would consume me as much as it did, this, you know, this choice right now. I think you know. I think it's a good thing because I'll tell you what Joshua there's a lot of people out there right now that are listening in that they got decisions to make and it's not just about maybe a job opportunity but it is also about how their kids get involved with sports or activities and what has happened is we live in a culture in a society where there's so many things that that get in you know um we're busy 24-7 and so many activities and the sports and everything else. And it can really, um, you know, take us away from being in fellowship. And, um, and, and so that's something that every parent has to decide for their kids. That's something that you got to decide for you and your family, you know. And, and I, I think that what I hear, and it blesses me, um, that you've made it a priority that, you know, we want to be in church. And so you give that to the Lord and he's going to guide you. And, and, and if, you know, as long as you're doing what's that piece that rules in your heart, he's going to bless it. And, and, um, just as I told somebody earlier in the show, he opens doors that no man shuts and he shuts doors that no man open. And if you're saying this is a priority, I need to be in church. I, I want to be in church. And and you pass on this, and I'm not saying this is what you're to do. God's going to bless it, and He's going to bless it as you are prioritizing Him and the things that He's put on your heart, and um, and that's um, that is something that I'm sure that many people are facing even now as they listen as well as you, Joshua. But I believe He's going to guide you, and He will bless you um, as you're doing what He's called you to do. Okay. Ah, yes, um, man, Spirit's moving all over this right now. I love it. Yeah, Joshua, uh, and you, you know what? 
You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be anxious, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And that's what he's going to do. We're going to go to him. We're going to give thanks to him. And then he's going to give you that peace that passes understanding. And um, right now you, you want understanding. He's going to give you a peace that passes understanding. So, Father, I just pray for Joshua as he's calling and he's really struggling over this. And, and Lord, um, he's the one that's got to decide for his family, for himself. And uh, what a blessing it is that he takes very seriously being in fellowship at his church and being with the body of believers. We are commanded in scriptures not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together, especially as you see the day approaching. And we are seeing the day approaching. And, um, and I pray that as he is lifting this all up, this is an opportunity that can provide for his family for, um, uh, you know, blessing in that way. But, Lord, that, um, that if you're opening the door, he would trust in you. Um, if not, he would trust in you. And, and that you would give him a peace that passes understanding and rules in his heart. And um, you make the call for him. And you be that voice behind him saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the left and go to the right. And, uh, and he would just, whatever the case may be, to know that you're going to honor him and bless him in that and bless his family. Help him, Lord. Just be with him right now. Speak to his heart. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Hey, thank you, Joshua. You know, I'm really excited to see what the Lord's going to do. You may not be all of that excited, but, you know, I really, I really believe. I believe the Lord's just putting on my heart that uh, I love to hear when um, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things will be added unto you. And that's what you're doing. Um, because you don't take lightly. And a lot of people would say, uh, forget the church thing. Um, I can just live stream. You know, I can just watch it. And, and we're thankful for the technology. But one of the things that, Joshua, I've been pressing is we need to be in fellowship and we need to be yes. uh, in a church. And and you are expressing the blessing and the benefit of that um, in our lives. And so I'll be praying for you. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. I appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. God bless you, too. All right. A lot of us got, um, um, you know, decisions that we have to make in life. And um, and Joshua is such a blessing because he's desiring to really know what the will of God is for his life. And and I'll tell you what, maybe you got decisions that you need to make. And, and it's not just maybe a job opportunity, but uh, maybe it's for the kids and and we all have that. And and I pray that you would keep priority, that you're staying close to the Lord and um, that you're in a place where uh, you can be with believers. And um, I know that we live in a world that is 24-7. And some of you, you work weekends, you, you work hard. and um, But that's one of the things that at uh, Calvary Chapel, I was just talking to the staff here about, is that... Um, you know, sometimes I, I see, and, and and I don't mean to be critical or anything, but I, I see more churches that are taking away midway week services and things like that. People work weekends, and we want to give opportunities 
you know, Wednesday night's a big part. And, and maybe if you work on weekends, come Wednesday nights here. We study the Bible. We, we worship. And again, that's not, uh, you know, being critical of the way that the Lord's leading any other ministry. But I know the way that he's leading us is um, I tell the people, look at the weekly schedule. We got things going on. Men study Tuesday night. If you're a man and, um, and uh, you know, you're working and you're working long hours and people do, um, they're working, um, you know, construction and they're working um, in oil fields and they're working on the farms and you're working as teachers and, uh, and all kinds of different areas um, that, uh, you know, find a place where you can be in fellowship in a service. And, you know, Tuesday night we got men's study and we got guys that come and that's, you know, an opportunity for them to be encouraged in the things of the Lord. Uh, we got Wednesday night service. We got lady studies on Thursdays. We got young adults on Fridays. We have uh, other things that take place. Um, we got grief share. We have most excellent way. And I, I want to give people opportunity to be in fellowship men's prayer on saturday morning so just about every day of the week we have opportunities for people to be in fellowship but i want to encourage you i want to encourage you in that area um, to be plugged in and and i know that we have lives to live and businesses to run and and families to provide for but really pray through that and uh, i hope that that's a blessing to you well uh, we're getting a few minutes left in the show we got all open lines uh, we had Andrea from Aurora uh, about spiritual gifts, but I'm understanding that um, she has uh, dropped. So, Andrea, I wish we could answer it, So, um, but um, maybe we'll have that uh, discussion another time. Um, I do want to go to our text line, and there was a question um, that uh, we'll probably finish the show on. It's, and the question is, what is the difference between salvation and being born again? Um, if you come to salvation, you are born again. Uh, we know that Jesus would say in John's gospel and in chapter 3, as he's talking to Nicodemus, as many of you know and are familiar with that uh, passage, that Nicodemus was the master teacher of Israel. He, he was uh, one of the leaders of Israel coming to Jesus. And, and Jesus would say to him, that most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus began to talk to Nicodemus. Nicodemus, listen, you're the master teacher of Israel, and that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Don't marvel that I say to you that you must be born again. And, and so to come to Jesus Christ... Um, it means not only salvation comes to us as our sins are forgiven, but transformation as well as we're born again by the Spirit of God. Um, and that's the wonderful thing about being a Christian uh, is, um, is, uh, is to be able to come to him and, and um, you know, to, to, you know, all of a sudden we're uh, spiritually alive. Paul writes about that in the book of Ephesians. He said, we are all dead spiritually. Um, that's the truth that the Scripture gives to us because of sin and trespasses. And let me find it for you very quickly. But he says that, um, that even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together, has made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Um, 
So we know that um, we uh, are dead spiritually. And, and then when we come to Christ, we're forgiven of our sins. Salvation comes to us. We have right relationship with the Father. And then we're born again by the Spirit of God. And, um, and it's wonderful. And uh, he goes on to say that you, uh, by grace, have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. That word means poem. That's what it means, poem. And, and if you ever wrote a poem, those of you out there listening, you know it comes from the heart. And, and the Lord, you know, he, he wants to use you. He wants to work in you. And it's the work of the Spirit. It's not a work of the flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And so to remind you that uh, we're born again, we're new creations in Christ, all things have become new, and, and how wonderful it is that we are children of God. We don't have the spirit of fear, but the spirit of adoption that we can cry out, Abba, Father. And so um, and for you that are listening out there, remember this, that you are a child of God, you are important to Him, He loves you, and uh, you stay close to Him. Get to know him, walk with him, know his word. And so, so good to be with you. Hey, I hope that's an encouragement to you. God bless you as you head into the evening. Looking forward to being with you next time here on Calvary Live. God bless you. Good night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.